Welcome to the Sleep Charming Podcast, the podcast where I help you drift off for a good night's sleep or simply take a moment to relax. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review or a rating. So sit back, take a deep breath, and let me read you an old story. Molly Brown loves going out into the woods. The sound of crickets chirping fills the air around her, lifting her spirits up and putting her in a better mood. Twilight clings to the sky, visible only in bursts through the heavy trees around her. When the wind blows, the crackle of the branches hitting each other seems to turn into a music all of its own. The whole world becomes another dimension. It's fun during the day, of course, when you can try and spot rabbits hidden in the dried leaves. But at night, Molly Brown gets to look for the mysteries of the world. She's wearing hiking boots, an old jeans, and a cozy sweater. Even though it's almost autumn, the chill hasn't totally set in yet. That means it's the perfect time to try and spot a few deer. She pauses at the very edge of the woods, swinging her flashlight this way and that, hoping it will catch on the glint of a cervidae. Unfortunately, there are no glinting eyes reflecting back at her. Despite that, Molly Brown is still excited about her journey. There are countless other chances to see deer after all, both tonight and at other points. The leaves beneath her boots crunch and snap with every step that she takes up, up, up the hill. It's a long hike, but one that Molly Brown loves an awful lot. The old oak tree seems to be talking to her. I'll map you out, says Molly Brown to the trees. One day I'll get every inch of you memorized. The trees sing their song to her in response, rattling in the brisk autumn air. Their leaves are golden, red, and brown, and form an autumnal rainbow around and above her. She could spend hours out there, and that's exactly what she does. Seconds to minutes, minutes to seconds. Were there a clock around? then the hand would be easy to track. Or rather, it would be hard to track, for Molly Brown never keeps track of time when she's here, hiking through the woods. She thinks that it would take out the majority of the enjoyment, and she would be right. Trips through nature should only be measured by how much energy you have and how much energy you don't not through how long you think each walk should be. Molly Brown hikes up the hill and then through the trees. She stops to look at a bird's nest and watches the robins settle in for the night. Their feathers are the same shade and colour as the leaves that paint the forest. Her green sweater is the brightest burst of colour left in the world. She only leaves when the father robin gives a terse tweet in her direction, clearly unhappy with being watched. 
Molly Brown can't help but wonder how many more amazing things she's going to see today. She has a feeling it's going to be a lot. The sun sets around her and the shadows jut out over the land, painting in bright streaks of black. They waver and twist and the world seems to shudder and sway. Her legs are starting to burn and her eyes are starting to get heavy. Molly Brown has come a very long way from the edge of the woods, venturing deep into the groves of trees. She still has not seen any deer, but that's alright, the forest itself is enough of a treat. Some of the trees that she passes by are very old, and some of them are very large. Those that are younger are narrow and whippy, and twist about whenever a strong gust of wind cuts through. Night is on the verge of falling. In the distance, Molly Brown can hear an owl hooting, and then a second one, hooting back in answer. She stops and stands there, listening for a while. The owls and the forest are one big harmony together, something that can only be heard this late in the evening. This is the kind of music that no artist can replicate, a symphony that only appears in the most natural of forms, the crackle of leaves brushing together, and the sound of something eating deep in the woods. The steady crunch, crunch, crunch of leaves, making her think that it might be the deer that she's been looking for. Molly Brown tries to locate it with her flashlight, but decides that the deer must be very far back into the woods, remaining far and long out of sight. It seems that she won't be seeing any deer tonight. Oh well. Just coming out and getting to experience the forest has been magical enough. She can almost taste the magic in the air when the moon finally rises in full. Silver light dances over the golden leaves and catches on the curves of the trees. A fox slinks in the bushes in the distance. It's so quiet out. She can hear the pitter-patter of paws through the dried leaf foliage on the forest floor. Molly Brown holds very, very still. The fox is long and slender, with red fur and a white tail tip. Two little baby foxes come out of the bushes after it. The moonlight catches on their fur making the white tips of their tails seem to glow. Nature is magic. Molly Brown is sure of it. But most people don't take time to stop and look anymore. Everyone is always in too much of a rush and too busy trying to get from point A to point B. Well, Molly Brown happens to like point B the most. Point B, at least to Molly Brown, is the point between points. It's what you get when you aren't rushing off to find something else. 
This is the forest, and the night, and the songs of nature. It's stopping and standing very still, so you can see two robins sit lovingly in their nest, and it's standing even more still, still as a statue, to watch a mother fox teach her cubs to stalk the forest late at night. Something shifts, and Molly Brown's heart swells. It lifts up, into the sky above her, almost filled with such warmth and happiness. But her eyes are not lifting up. Her eyelids are sliding down. Sleep and exhaustion chasing after her, and now she's starting to feel it. Molly Brown would love to spend hours more out here in the woods, but she knows it's time to start her journey home, especially as she doesn't want to rush. If she stays out too late, then she'll end up having to sleep at the base of a tree, curled up like a cat that got outside and couldn't figure out how to get back in. And while Molly Brown has done that before, She's also very much looking forward to stretching out in her nice, soft bed beneath her heavy, warm blankets. Once the fox and her cubs are out of sight, Molly Brown turns and starts to retrace her steps. But that quickly grows boring, so she veers to the left and takes a totally different path home. This path leads her to an old well out in the forest, sitting long since abandoned. Thick tufts of green moss are growing on the outside of the well, up over the stones, and on the top it has a creaking wooden overhang. There's an old rope hanging from the middle of the well, but no bucket on the end, and no water either. All the same, Molly Brown fishes a penny from her pocket, and presses a kiss to the copper, and tosses the coin into the well. I wish for a thousand more nights like this one, Molly Brown tells the well, and she hopes very much that whatever magic lies within the stone hears her and answers her wish. Though Molly Brown does listen very closely, she does not hear the plink of a copper penny hitting stone. The well is so filled with leaves, there's nothing hard for the coin to tap against. Eventually, Molly Brown waves goodbye to the well and continues on the way. Or more specifically, she waves goodbye to whatever is making the magic in the well and granting her wishes. She thinks it must be fairies though she's never actually seen the little things. And away she goes, once more guided only by the hooting of the owls and the song of the trees, and the joy in her heart, of course. Still swelled up so happy and warm that she might as well be flying through the trees. Speaking of trees, the forest is starting to grow thin around her. Molly Brown can see the black velvet of the night sky above her, and the silver stars that are dotting them. 
she can see the way that the moon hangs heavy and almost full, like a cookie that someone has just nibbled the end of. And there is the road, and there, even further, is her house. Molly Brown steps fully out of the forest. Her hiking boots thump against the tarmac of the road. She makes her way towards her house, and laments the loss of the forest sounds. Now there is only the thump thump of her feet, and the thump thump of her heart. Outside of that, the world is still and quiet. No cars rush past, no people call out to her. At night, Molly Brown doesn't have to worry about anything but herself. She has no responsibilities, save going out into the woods and coming back home for bed. It's like the world becomes different once the sun begins to go down. And this different world is Molly Brown's favourite place ever. Even the thumping of her feet fades away when she gets into her front yard, stepping onto the soft grass and making her way up the walk and into the house. She doesn't turn on the lights, her gaze is heavy and her shoulders drop down. Her house is dark inside and she leaves it that way. Instead of clicking on the lights, she opens the curtains. The silver glow of the moon spills into the room, coating the furniture and the curves of Molly Brown's cheeks. She loves the way the night sky can light up the world, even when that world is inside of her house and otherwise totally, completely dark. Molly Brown unties one boot. She unties a second boot. She sits both of her boots by the door. She changes out of her jeans and into soft, fuzzy sleep pants, and then she gets into bed. Her skin still smells like the forest. Oak and pine and moss clinging to her like an expensive perfume. When her eyes slip shut, she thinks about the colours of the trees. The leaves, red and orange and gold, and the green of the moss, and the feathers of the robins, both brown and red. She thinks about the chirp of the crickets, and the way that that penny dropped silently into the well, without so much as a plink when it hit the bottom. And then she falls asleep, still thinking about all of those magical things, and she dreams. If there are fairies living in the old, abandoned well in the forest, Molly Brown has never seen them, but the magic of the woods still answers her wish, and if you make your own wishes out in the woods, 
whether you have a well or not, and the magic of the trees will hear it, and your wish might just be granted to you.